Hey guys, welcome to The Duplex, a podcast by Demo Blank. I'm your host, Saranga, and on this show, we bring on illustrators, producers, architects, artists, anyone from a creative background to tell their stories and share useful tips with our audience. Today's episode features Noah and Nick of Beats Freaks and Geeks. They've created a really amazing community of producers here in LA and host a monthly event at a simple bar. If you're in the area, I highly recommend you check it out. You'll notice today's episode is a bit different from our previous ones. It's significantly shorter and much more edited. That's because these episodes were created a few years ago in collaboration with Los Angeles Mac. And the team over there has been very nice and allowed us to use this content for our own podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Noah and Nick. (laughs) <laughs> all right hey guys uh my name is saranga some of you might recognize me from demo blank this is not a demo blank project but today we're sitting down with noah smith and nicasio salazar of beats freaks and geeks um so i got some questions for you guys all right to yeah jump into. we got a few answers all right so noah like you're from detroit mm-hmm. nick's from temecula, temecula yeah. can you guys talk about that like decision of like like why did you guys decide to come to LA instead of like you know there's so many other creative hubs out there there's New York City there's Miami I mean Austin Texas if you want to count that um you know there's a lot of options so what drew you guys to LA specifically that's a man that's like a lifelong question man that is like um it's a crazy question for me personally I, I I remember when I was maybe 12 years old right my mother uh, brought me out here with my aunt for they were going to like some conference or some shit like that. And it was uh, my first time coming to L.A. And as a kid, I was like, I'm going to live here one day. I was just just engulfed by the palm trees, the ocean, the beauty. I'm like, yo, this might it felt right. So um, fast forwarding through life, you know, I became a DJ in Detroit, doing a lot of things in Detroit, college, all that. But I knew that. For my career to take off, as things got more serious, I, I knew I needed to make a move. I knew, even though Detroit itself has a lot of resources, a lot of talent, a lot of yeah. uh, great vibes there, unfortunately, the the industry itself, the, the compartments that you need to help propel certain visions exist, the infrastructure exists here in L.A. So I knew at some point, if I'm going to be serious about this, I need to make, I, I got to take that leap. And that happened in a... 2010 October 3rd 2010 when I made my maiden voyage and I remember like that summer that was like my last summer in Detroit and I I just made up my mind and you know I said it's either now or never I'm not getting any younger so either you do this or you don't do this and I I sold all my stuff I I opened my my door literally at my apartment told my neighbors like take what you can take what you can <laughs> I literally just stacked up my turntables and some clothes in the back of I was driving a Ford Focus at that time and just hauled ass for three days dude that's crazy yeah, that, that story yeah and then coming here man and like being in LA like I hit the ground running I just had just blessed opportunity after opportunity that you know from being able to tour with uh, being on the new kids and backstreet tour to uh, working with Jay Sean and uh, just DJing uh, uh, with crews out here and nightclubs. It's just been amazing. So um, that, that was me, man. It, it was always in my heart. It just took certain life situations to push me this way. So here I am. 
kind of the same way. With this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of the same way, though. I think Noah's been pretty much a part of it the whole time, because I think when I, like, Temeca, there's really not, like, a music scene. I mean, there's, like, people, DJs, scratch DJs are out there, too, that's mm-hmm. cool. But I think I'm, like, a victim of circumstance, like he is, like... Um, I just started doing, like, house parties just to practice, like, a DJ in my room, like everyone else does, like, at a point when they first start. And then, uh, like I said, I'm victim of circumstance. When I DJed for my, like, cousin's yacht party, like, uh, I knew DJs, but I didn't really, like, want to perform in front of them. I never asked it. I don't like one to, like, ask and do stuff. Um, so the one time I was, like, nervous as hell, and I was, like, my cousin gave me a spot, and the other, like, John mm-hmm. was DJing, and then Angie V., they were both DJing um, for his birthday because they had like close friends, and then it was my first time DJing in front of people like that, and I was nervous as hell, and they liked me, and then John was like, "Hey, like we should, you want to join this crew?" I started. No shit. Yeah, it was quality. Yeah. Same time, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because that was when. Yeah. What? That's probably like what, like five years ago. Oh yeah. Five six years yeah. ago, like quality. Shout out quality. Um. Yeah, I started with him, and after that, like he, like kind of like. John kind of taught me a lot of stuff. Um, that's how I started, like, meeting a bunch of people. It was, like, going to his, like, like gigs and stuff. Meeting other DJs. Um, going to their house parties. He used to do wild house parties in Pomona. Like, in the double house. Yeah, yeah. Double house. They lived next to each other, Angie and John. So they would have, like, these big-ass house parties. And there would be no neighbors. So, like, they would just party, like, all night. And then they would let me go on sometimes. So I was like, all right. And that's how I got practice. And came out to L.A. when, like, John started getting gigs out here. And uh, I kind of just, like, fell in love with L.A. and, like, the vibes of it. Um, like, just playing at the places out here and how there's just so much in the music scene. You can, like, we're just, I was talking about something. night. You can go, like, to a country bar. You can go to, like, to techno club, house club. They have hip-hop. They have reggaeton, like, cumbia clubs. Yeah, they got dance halls. Like, everything. They can go anything, like, throughout the week. And techno I just, idea. yeah. I, <laughs> ghetto tech, maybe. Maybe some yeah, ghetto yeah. tech. <laughs> But I just fell in love with the culture, and um, I think the music scene, like, when you go to other cities, is just different over here. Um, I think a lot of people look up to, like, the L.A. music base, and I think that's why people want to come over here, because there's so much to do. Um, And there's, like, so, like, I mean, granted, there's probably a couple of few bad eggs, but there's a lot of good people out here, man. A lot of good artists. It's crazy. The artists we put out there, it's like, everyone is so good. It's crazy. So I think that, and just, like... I think just being in LA is just the vibe. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it. Dude, it's a creative mecca out yeah, here, that's... man. And we just, we're just happy to, you know, be a few pieces like... of salt in the, this. I feel lucky to be like. Sea, you know, sea of season, out. you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, to be lucky living out here, to, to yeah. have this. Yeah. Like, I mean, man, you guys obviously, like, to have that type of, like, circumstance and how everything came about, that, that's like, it's like a blessing, man. Like, it's crazy. Destiny. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Like, we're. <laughs> It's like a victim of circumstances, man. It's just and being out there and networking. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I was the shit. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> nice. So then in that process of like you guys both playing, like touring, basically doing house shows, is that mm-hmm. when you guys linked up? No, 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 it's funny. As he mentioned, uh, yeah, like quality, couple, some years oh, back, quality, there's a quality is actually a DJ crew. It's yeah, like it's a, a, DJ a, a DJ crew, and it used to be a party as well. Yeah. of just um, a group of DJs that you know just wanted to jam out together. Now yeah. our whole thing was uh, not catering to the mainstream. Yeah. So like a, a common denominator, which kind of ties into Beats Freaks Geeks, was this longing to 
give, give something that's not the ordinary. And that kind of started with quality because quality was all about we would throw the parties. House party, and yeah. You wouldn't play. You're not gonna hear no Drake. You're not gonna hear mainstream stuff. It yeah. was always like obscure yeah, funk, old school, soul, disco. throwback, just or obscure finds. You mm-hmm. know, uh, new emerging music. Mm-hmm. So we've always had this uh, shared interest of of um, bringing people something fresh and different. So that that's something we always wanted to do. But yeah, me and this guy, we've been rocking. Together yeah. for five, about five yeah, years five, six now. Years. That's yeah. how I met him. Um, and I think we were just on like the same wavelength of like the EDM culture in the sense of branching out. Like he said, like I love house music and like disco and funk. Like that's all I wanted to play. And we do it in format. You can't really do that sometimes. So, um, but as I like as we went on I feel like there was more of a calling for like us to like do something different and like mm-hmm. he hit me up one day he's like hey you want to DJ this thing I'm doing and it was like yeah dude I'm down and then did it once and then he's like hey you want to DJ again the next <laughs> one I was like yeah then like again he's like hey like, you want to do it I'm like oh, he's like oh I'm just making the resident DJ like, like, you want to be a part of the family <laughs> and I'm like yeah dude because he already knew me so it's not like I wasn't you know like you know I was you know, yeah. hopefully like reliable yeah. But I think us beating through that yeah. like gave us an idea of like because we always want to do like EDM nights too where everyone can play anything they want yeah regardless of it's like house trap uh, just anything lo-fi and he uh, and uh, Nick he also he saw the vision of what because yeah, you know and and it was weird because the whole thing came about was and I don't know if you know this Beach Freaks Geeks actually started like five years ago. Actually, maybe six years ago. I didn't ago. know that. <laughs> and yeah, so it's the hidden yeah. story of Beats Freaks Geeks. I I, I was, remember I was telling my wife, who was my girl at the time, and I was, I was telling her, I was like, hey, I just want to... I didn't know about the L.A. beat scene, so I wasn't acclimated yeah. to that yet, so I just wanted a place where I could kind of just play some beats, and I'm like, well, people party like that, right? Yeah. So she was like, well, why don't you do it? So I found this spot called Coda Lounge in Sherman Oaks, Cause I, I partied there. I don't even know. I've mean, <laughs> yeah. heard this. Yeah, yeah, I used to party there now, and so I, I, I rented the spot out. I, I rented a projector and all this stuff, and I'm like, you know, I really didn't have any experience throwing events or nothing. That nobody showed up, bro. Nobody. Maybe like <laughs> five, five of her friends was in there, so but like crazy. a couple of regulars like came in, and I was just so defeated, dude. I was just like. Man, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. fast forward some years later. Yeah. Now, you know, I got the whole thing with Jay Sean going on. You know, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a lot, a lot's really going on career up, career wise. And I had a little downtime. Then uh, I was telling my wife, yeah, I was like, man, I just want to play. Cause you know, I do production too. I was yeah. like, I just want to play some beats. Yeah. She was like, well, why don't you do the beats for Geeks again? I'm like, nah, ain't nobody going to show up. Cause I was remembering last time I was so defeated by it, but she, she kind of lit the fire under my ass. And I was like, well, all right, if I'm going to do this, do it the right way. Just take mm-hmm. all the experience I've got dealing with other professionals in the industry and how they run their events and how they put things yeah. together and how they communicate. And I was like, I'm going to take all those aspects I like of that, and I'm going to try this again. So this time, we, I went with the Facebook marketing, the, the, the started the yeah. IG, the, yeah, you know, IG, all everything. that, the email, the submission process. And the first one came. The first one was in August. Of uh, what yeah. 2017, 2017, yeah. yeah, and it didn't suck. I was like, hooray! Yeah, it, <laughs> <suck at> <laughs> no, it, was, it was like yeah. cool. It was like for a Tuesday. It was, yeah. dude. It, it, it came together, man. And then I'm like, all right. So you know, when we first started, it was bi-monthly. 
So then the next one come around. All right, let's try it again. Yeah. Try it again, you know? I think yeah. I got a formula that works. Maybe. I don't know. Boom, it happened again. I'm like, yeah. damn, people actually <laughs> enjoy this. And then and that's when I, I, I talked to Nick Deeper. I was like, I was like, you want to be a part of this, man? Because yeah. I always love this dude's energy. He's always, one thing about me, I always want to surround myself with good energy. And there ain't no point in building something if you ain't got friends you know. and people to share it with. So definitely had to bring Nick on, and and he he really adds another layer and vibe to what we do. And then I actually uh, met Aaron Chiz. He came to our event through. Uh, he met us on Eventbrite, and just strolled in one day. He's like, "Hey man, I met you. I, oh, yeah, I was on great. Eventbrite." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh man, he's like, man, you know, I, I work in the uh, music business. I, I want to be a manager." I was like, "You want to be a part of the team?" <laughs> yeah. So and the first it was time, just, yeah. just like that, dude. Every I didn't even remember like he even put him on because I was like, one day I was like, wait, who? Like, who is that? Yeah, yeah. He's like, like, oh, that happened. I'm and like, he, okay. It was about the energy, man. Like, I really, when he introduced himself and he explained, you know, how he went to UCLA and everything he was doing, I was like, oh, this dude's energy. Yeah. This is what we need. And I, I was like, I brought him on. And since then, it's been the three of us, the trifecta, and and everybody plays a certain part mm-hmm. of something bigger that y'all ain't even ready for. Chiz, Chiz is definitely like in the background. Of like when I tell you we about to take this to a level that people are like, nah, y'all ain't gonna do that. We gonna do that. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's a visionary here. I'm I'm like the opinion maker guy. He, keep, he keeps <laughs> yeah. my visions in check. Yeah, I'm like, oh. It's too big right now. We'll get there. Like, no, that's but a, he... That's an important role to play. Yeah, no, he, he like, he's the main, like, head thinker of everything sometimes i think too much yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no it's 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 definitely weird how everything started out um it just like kind of like happened like yeah me, yeah it's like for me very organic very yeah. organic and then like process. the bi-monthly turn of the month because so many, we were getting so many like um yeah we were getting so many submissions to, to play and, and stuff and i was like well with the demand is there for yeah. uh, people to want to showcase and, you know, let's take it monthly. We we play with the idea of going weekly, but we've, honestly... We've had experience with weekly things. Never, just in the effort it takes, just, like, because we are, we have so many other thing projects mm-hmm. in the works that we, we don't want to burn the candle Yeah, because you burn things. out. Like, you burn yeah. the candle out when you do weekly things. Yeah, yeah. 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 it becomes just like a... A, a spam, task, a spam yeah. task, like oh, come out here, come yeah. out here, and bugging people. Like right again. now, it's still fun. It's organic. Yeah. I think the magic, to it. just yeah. having once a month, just keeps the magic up. It doesn't, you know, leave it stale, like other things. Yeah, yeah. In the past. I like, agree. Done Definitely. weekly stuff. Yeah, it just it helps out, and uh, actually gives us more time to find people too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet that helps. Yeah, out. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You guys so, seem yeah. like you have a lot of like growth going. I mean. You guys have that two-year anniversary coming oh, up yeah, really yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. You guys are probably really excited for it. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Franchella. Franchella. Actually, two. Two-year two anniversary. Two, two. Well, <laughs> the Franchella one's going to be 1. 1.5. Because we realized <laughs> after that meeting, we realized, well, yeah. our anniversary is actually in August. August, yeah. So, that's what I was wondering we'll that whole see, meeting. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't say anything. Hey, yeah, you had held it, bro. <laughs> I held it because I was like, it's not my thing. I was like, so, yeah, like, that's oh. going to be like, that's going to be like our pre-two-year Celebration, but in August we we got some crazy ideas for a few things, and uh, don't want to put yeah. it out there yet. But it's gonna be fun. 
Devil's going to be involving in that, are you? Right? Because <laughs> I can tell you what I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what he's ever thinking, idea, so don't even... <laughs> Beats in dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Beats I love in dodgeball. dodgeball. Like, what do you mean? That's what I mean. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You you find out. <laughs> I'm excited to find out. Yeah, beats and dodgeball. I'm not. I've never. Ain't nobody fucking with that. Beats and dodgeball. I, I, no, no one's ever thought of that. Yeah, basically. I did. <laughs> That's what I did. You better Pat and in that shit, man. So I'm gonna steal it from me. I like dodgeball though. Yeah. I want to do any dodgeball league. Just chuck balls at people. Sounds fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how do you guys deal with like? I guess, do you guys ever go through periods of creative blocks? And, like, how do you how do you navigate those? Like, in terms of, like, from the production standpoint or as, like, the Beach Freaks geeks? Both. Yeah, it's it's inevitable, man. I think what, what's unique, especially now that we've yeah. added this layer into the mix, one of the things I find super difficult is that when you're a creative mind, you're either creating your mind is working in an abstract manner to make shit out of nothing yeah or i'm in business mode and now i'm wearing my business hat and everything's more structured everything everything has a process everything is, is more calculated more methodical and it's hard to have you can't i can't have them both at the same time so when i'm being creative i i things start falling on the beats freaks geeks in from my standpoint from what i'm supposed to do because it's hard to handle both at the same time. And when I'm doing my business shit, when I'm handling Beats Freaks Geek stuff, I can't create shit. I'm like yeah, in just a slump where like, like I literally feel like, maybe maybe this happens to you too, but you literally feel like there's a fucking switch in your head that like, all right, yeah, business hat, to, creative yeah, hat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Especially when you have like, no, like, <clears throat> as much time as you would like, like even on like days or I don't have yeah. like doing my day job. I still find myself just busy as shit. Cause like like making like doing learning Photoshop yeah. and doing that type yeah. of stuff kind of hinders like your music creating. But I yeah. mean it's stuff that has to be done. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily think it's like a writer's block for me. It just takes up time, time for shit time I want to yeah. do. Yeah, so you got to really manage the time. Like your head, like my head is always shuffling till I go to bed about shit I need to yeah. do. Yeah, um, and then sometimes I I find myself sleep. Damn near going to sleep. Yeah. It'd be like three in the morning. I just want to hop out of bed. Like, all right, I got these ideas. Let me put these yeah, out. But some, that's not practical. Yeah, no. I should probably do that, but it's not. You well, know, some it's not ideas you get, like you just get melodies yeah, somehow yeah. in your head sometimes, and you like write them down or like even recording. I've recorded a couple. Of yeah, yeah. Home, like waking up, like probably half dead. Just been like, I pick up like, like the like, iPad and hum some shit into the mic. Like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna work on that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but creative blogs. I mean, I think just because I have less time to do like more shit, I don't think. I don't get as much creative blocks as other people yeah. because, like, at certain times, I only have, like, an hour to two hours to work on music, so I try to get as much shit done as possible during that time. So it could be, like, the next day till I work yeah. on something, and I'm not, like, you know, like, going off the deep end because sometimes you're into production. You want to get nitpicky and change this and change that, and, like, you just start changing your whole, yeah, yeah. your whole entire sound. So <clears> I think <throat> that break keeps the track I'm doing, like, intact. And so when I come the next day, I can be like, oh, well, that sounds like shit. And then I would change that. And it really helps out. Because um, I know a lot of people, like, 
they don't finish tracks and it kind of, they kind of go up the deep and change the whole thing in general. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I think. Because when you go back to it, the vibe's different. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the, like, the feelings yeah, oh. that you had in the moment that made yeah. you want to create something. If you go back to revisit it, maybe a week or two or maybe a month down the line. Mm-hmm. That energy, that feeling is not there anymore. You, you know that whatever made you make that's not there. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same anymore. Yeah, now you got to start from scratch. Like when you first hear something and you're like, like all oh, this shit bangs. You're like, I can't wait to fucking make this. And then all of a sudden, like the next day, you're just like, oh, I changed. Like it just sounds yeah. different. You're just like, what? Like why did I change that? Like, away. <laughs> you change something along the line, where you're just like, I don't get that same feeling. You're just like, and that's I think creative block mm-hmm. in that way. Like I don't get it. Um, I mean, I've had, like, times where I've, like, I need breaks. Yeah. Where you just, like, you're so overwhelmed and you're just, like, <clears throat> I actually want to play video games or something and, and like, not do, like, yeah. production. Like, I've ha- I have those, like, but for me, it's, like, a couple months. Like, I just don't want to do anything. And I think you just need a break sometimes. That's been me, man, for the last... Yeah. Man, I haven't touched my drum machine or my workstation in, like, at least three months. Yeah. It's been a mess, actually, because, like, me and, and you probably feel the same way. Not only am I a DJ... Producer and yeah, also we know we got Beats Freaks Geeks. Yeah. So when I'm wearing my DJ hat, I can't make beats when I'm in DJ mode. I can only DJ in DJ mode. Yeah. I can go through make sets, yeah. scratch records, things like that. When but then I'm neglecting, you know, oh, I gotta make flyers, I gotta handle mm-hmm. this mailing list, I gotta do this, that, and the other. Yeah. So then, you know, it switches. Either I'm doing one or the other. I can't do all three at the same time. Yes. And then there's Ace Combat Seven. You know, I'm, I'm saving lives over here, Saranga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the kingdom of Eurusia, they need my help. You know, we got the invasion going oh, on. My man. F-16 is down a tire or two. He's got Life is just stressful right yeah, now, man. Got... I can't. <laughs> for, for... <laughs> I, I wish I could play games, man. <laughs> I wish I could play games. I mean, I haven't finished like Fallout Vegas or anything. That's Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. I heard about that. I read that, but I can't play that shit, man. It's too much going on. I want to, like, I'll probably get around to it. I haven't finished Skyrim at all. Like, that shit's been out for years. Video games take. You remember back in the day? You I like to play them. I don't play the like, short the video games. You I could play be the long video games, dude. A long video game back when we was young. A, a, a long video game was like a day. Oh man, it might take you a day to beat this shit. Like now, hours. a game now will take you a lifetime. Hours, you literally, dude, hours. I was playing fucking Grand Theft Auto Online, oh, right? Yeah, and I never really got into it because it's too difficult. But I said, one day I'm going to I'm gonna turn this shit on. I'm going to, you know, they get, you know, every now and then they give you the million dollar bonus. No, I don't know. So I'm like, that must be a lot of money to work with, right? Too bad in GTA, a million dollars is like real American money. Yeah, the economy. I had to get a job in GTA just to oh pay my, my bills in GTA. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, what the same GTA. The same <laughs> GTA, bro. I gotta <laughs> buy a nightclub, manage this shit, hire staff. I'm like, yo. Oh, that's when I knew I was like, man, I can't, I can't get with these games no more, man. Don't let me get started yeah. on Fortnite. Yeah, no. The fuck is that? But, <laughs> <laughs> was that fucking dance? That party? Fortnite shit. You're like, man, these 12 year olds are kicking my ass right now. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. You're, fuck your mom! Yeah, like, yeah fuck exactly. Kid, you're right? like eight years old. Why are you telling me? But that's usually like the video games. So that's usually when I when I get like a creative block. I do like yeah. I like to play some video games. I mean, yeah. you know, my thing is sci-fi movies. I watch some retro, yeah, sci-fi movies. All of my inspiration musically. 
comes from sci-fi. Like I need like to see weird mm-hmm. intergalactic futuristic things. It really ever since I was a kid. Man, I can't always stimulate wait me. to get your take on video drill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch. I tell you, you're the second person to bring that up today. That is not a coincidence. <laughs> Another thing about Greater Block is I think I like think going out to all these like underground house things has helped me out that I see people I listen to music people are playing and seeing what they're dancing to and what I dance to and I get it I, I catch like a certain vibe like I'll kind of instill that into my songs and I think having that type of group like in your mentality helps helps you out a lot and just like that has helped me in LA being in LA as well as going to these underground clubs that you don't have anywhere else yeah. like 6am things and shit like that where you like in a warehouse is like really gets you out of a creative block and uh, I think just buckling down and forcing yourself to get stuff finished helps out regardless like just work your way out of it work your way out of creative block yeah it's, hard, it's easier said than done but I mean I think um, if you just stick with it something you, you comes can, you man can, you can do it like I mean like <clears throat> some of like the my most popular tracks like they're just simple simple shit I'm like this is too simple to make like there's gotta be something like, like more hard to do yeah. than this, but it's crazy because, like you said, by forcing yourself to do it, it's like the mind is like an antenna. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> when you buckle down and you start hitting the pads or whatever, yeah. playing some notes, your mind like opens up to the ether, right? The fucking yeah. universe, and then out of nowhere, you could be in that fucking twilight hour, that that witching hour. And then boom, some shit hits you, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, this is what it is." And it's weird because sometimes, literally sitting down at your desk or wherever your creative workstation is, and just waiting for that inspiration to come from the other. We don't know where that shit no, comes it from. Just happens, man. The universe just tells you, like, this <laughs> is what you're gonna make. And Everything, you gotta, you, yeah. The more I've noticed, like, the more shit flows organically when it feels right. <clears throat> that's the best shit. I don't like, I don't like forcing anything. No. I like it when the natural elements of the world of the universe just kind of nudges you, and then for me, it's a lot, yeah. a lot of happy accidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. Just you guys have created like an amazing community around beats oh, fixing geeks. Thank you, man. We like, appreciate that. With yeah. not like this next step with the tracks is awesome, but mm-hmm. just from what I've seen so far in the last like like year. Yeah. Like yeah. just all the different producers you guys bring through, all the reoccurring producers, the album release parties, like last weekend, like the human experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was dope. Just yeah. the variety of things you guys have done, and just the variety of like music that gets to be seen at a Beats Freaks and Geeks event is like, it's amazing. No, we appreciate like, that, man. Excellent. That's yeah. what we want to. Yeah, it's like That's I don't cool. know anywhere else I could go to and like. See like somebody rocking out on like a keytar. Yeah, that was cool. Like, <laughs> followed was by like a synth violin. Yeah. yeah, and then like some intense keys, and then get played out with like some disco. Some yeah, great yeah, disco. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just all in within the span of like a couple hours. Yeah, it's like that's that's just what it's all about, it just doesn't man. happen. So like, yeah. you know, I'm really we can definitely get behind the whole no genre movement. Like, we're yeah, I appreciate with it. that, yeah. man. Because yeah. that that's what it. I mean. That's what I've we wanted always, from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like I've always had a beef with, not a beef, that not, no negative terms, but yeah, I've always so. had a thing, a gripe with people who, who would say, oh, I only listen to this, or I only listen to that. Yeah, I'm like, 
How can you, in a world with so much art, so much beautiful, so much beauty, so much art, so much, so many sounds, how can you be confined to say, oh, I only like this? No. Yeah, no. The world, the world is bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's what I, again, it, it was always about no genres. I want everybody to be able to hit our stage and feel comfortable, feel like they're yeah. with family, with friends. Play whatever you know? they want. Yeah. I've had people like, oh, I should, should I play my house checks? It's like, dude, Hell yeah, 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 I do yeah, house all the time. I'm like, I'm the house guy. Like, go ahead. Yeah, it's Bust weird because we like, get a lot of people who their styles may not be welcome at other showcases yeah. because uh, a lot of uh, showcases are more... Just their own very, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah very, very... Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. You know, it's your niche. You know, definitely create your niche. But, and and I guess where we kind of took a gamble with it is that we don't have one. Yeah. So it's like... Our niche is not... People happy. will ask, like, well, can, can I play this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, it's your 20 minutes. I feel like... Like, uh, <laughs> what is, like... This might sound kind of ridiculous, but, like... What is like? What do you think is like the biggest like misconception about LA? Like, do, you know, oh. you guys are like coming through here, and you're like, man, like, this is what I think it's gonna be, or what everyone sort of visualizes LA as. Like, do you, but the, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's like, probably different from me and him, because he, even though he's not from LA, he's, he's from pretty, he's from Detroit. Sure. It's probably more so, of a difference. Yeah, for me, like, I mean, yeah. it's dude coming out here it, it exceeded my expectations like mm. it's weird because I'll hear like LA people talk about things in LA like oh this is shit and this that and the other and I'm like I love it all you know what I'm saying yeah it's like everything is still even now I mean I've been here eight plus years and I there's still so much I haven't seen there's still so many yeah. places I haven't explored Restaurants, from yeah from food, yeah like. I mean LA just and I tell people back home I tell you know, friends like there ain't no. I've been to like I've been blessed to be able to go to like damn near every major city in the U.S. <laughs> been around the world, but ain't no city like L.A. Ain't no area like Greater L.A. County. It's just like um, this city is just so vibrant in the energy, not only from the the uh, people born and raised here, but from all of the people who've migrated out here for their dreams and for their passions and just so much great electrifying energy like energy that you rarely get in major cities but this place is like i can't even describe it man it's yeah, just yeah. it's magical it's la you, you ever watch seinfeld <laughs> remember the episode when uh it was one of the last episodes when they they, they have to come to la and then Jerry's talking about possibly Jerry, going to la Jerry. And, then, and, then, and kramer goes <laughs> kramer goes la Nobody leaves LA, Jerry. <laughs> That's it. You come to this motherfucking place. You're not leaving, man. <laughs> that shit was filmed in LA too, though. That's oh yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, Noah, Nick, it's been super yeah. fun. Thank you guys, and you know, thank you to Los Angeles Mac for sponsoring this project. And you know, we're gonna keep going. So if you guys want to find this content, it'll be through the Los Angeles Mac Instagram. Alright, thanks Cheers. guys. LA Mac, what up? Cheers, man. Yeah. Action. So, yeah. Send you. So, y'all probably missed <laughs> okay. that last spot, but Tim Cook, if you are listening, yes, you, Tim Cook of Apple Computers, why'd you take away the USB, my man? <laughs> How are we gonna do shit without USB? Uh, what is that thing called? A, a USB C? Who is USB C? Do you know? I ain't never seen no USB C. I don't use USB. I ain't got not a one USB C. Horn don't even use USB C. What are you doing, <laughs> Tim Cook?
<laughs> That's my rant. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. My 2013 MacBook Pro is perfect. So I need <clears throat> laptop wise. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed today's episode with Noah and Nick of the Beats Freaks and Geeks. If you want to learn more about what they do, follow them on Instagram at Beats Freaks Geeks. And make sure you check out their monthly event at A Simple Bar. It's super dope and I've been a ton and plan on going again soon. Also, if you listen to today's episode on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And if you listened on any other platform, please share it with a friend, a family member, or anyone that you think might enjoy it. We really appreciate all the support, guys. Today's episode was produced by Los Angeles Mac and Samisi Katoa. Audio production by Shane Valentine and Dennis Filobos. Video production by Ryan Rigsby. Our theme music is by Dr. Doppler. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace.